time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. We are back again, back in the building, you know, still in quarantine, not back in the building, but still in the building. You know, well, my side is, but, uh, you know, we out here getting to it, uh, living life, you know, trying to make it day by day. <laughs> Sound wild old man generic right there. But uh, today we got a special guest in the in the studio, you know, on the line. We got one of our, uh, or actually we have our official in the conversation political correspondent. A uh, a DC insider with high level card key clearance, and uh, one of the hosts of the Hip Politics podcast. One time for Cameron Tremble. Woo! I'm I'm gonna do my own woos. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, how you guys shit. doing? Oh, good. Now, yeah, man. This all chilling, about man. how you doing. Absolutely, nigga. Are you still oh, champagne drunk? <laughs> I did pop a bottle on that Saturday when the announcement was made. Uh, actually, yes. popped two. Went down to the White House and popped one, and then went to Howard to right. the yard and popped one. Right. But, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I just got back, had a little rest and relaxation. Uh, closing out, I mean, we're still busy. Like, there's a lot of. Coming down off of a campaign, there's a lot of additional work you still got to do. Um, but feeling good. I mean, we won. And yeah. more importantly, America won. No doubt. <laughs> Ooh. I mean. Oh, 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 I like that. I like that one. I, Hold I, on. I, just to be clear, I just want to say real quick before you jump in, Ali, just to be clear, because I didn't say it in the intro, Cameron played a uh, pivotal role. He played a role in the Biden-Harris presidential campaign just to be clear he's not just our political correspondent not just the dc inside this man is inside in the mix of history. so i just want that to be clear. yeah he's a, he's in he's in the books history maker he's a catalyst of change but go ahead Muhammad. well no nah, i was about yeah, to say no, we I'm need sorry. to we need to let him know who he is but you 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 were right on time okay cool 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 yeah i served as um for Clarity. I served as the national director of African American paid media. So Ooh. for the campaign, I was behind. Um, I oversaw a team, so it was definitely a team effort. But I oversaw the team, and my team, we were behind every paid dollar in advertising across all platforms to reach Black voters nationwide, battleground states. So that's TV, radio, digital, podcasts, uh, print, news media, special activations, anything we were doing. From coming up with the messaging, uh, producing the ads, working with tons of different companies and and outlets and and influencers to make those ads uh, and get them placed, coming up with the strategy, um, it was a real collaborative effort, like eye opening experience. But also got it was another opportunity to uh, see the breadth and depth of Black America from a, from a different view. Mm. Mm. Breadth and the depth. Wow, that sounds like some bars. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk about this breadth and depth. What What did you discover? What did you learn new about Black America that you may not have known? 
Um, it's not that I didn't know it, but it just, I guess you got to get reintroduced to it. Like, I think I picked up a lot of this when I went to Howard, but I mean, I was decade plus ago of, I mean, black people were, you hear this all the time. We're not a monolith and we really aren't like when you start talking about how, what the issues are and who, how you talk to somebody say in North Carolina versus how you talk to somebody in Georgia versus how you talk to the black people in Iowa. Um, so many things going on in Minnesota. Um, but then there's also that, and then you, you, when you start talking about Florida, you got a intense Caribbean American community, you got a tense, uh, a, a rich, uh, and developed Haitian American community. They need to be talked to specifically and the messages and the issues that specific to them. Um, it's just, it was just a lot of nuance. And then just cause you're talking to, I mean, I'm a col- I went to college, graduated from college, and have dealt in maybe a professional world. I mean, you need to talk to blue collar workers. You need to talk to frontline workers. You need to talk to people who are unemployed, people who are educated, not educated, uh, people who just mm. uh, reenfranchised, got out of jail. You got to talk to the young people. You got to talk to women. Got to talk to men, older men. Like different people had different issues, even though we all dealing with similar, some similar issues, but. And then also the platforms that they where they actually go get that information. So there's just is a lot that you that you got to I got to learn about black America, whether it be from focus groups, talking to people when you put stuff, stuff out there and see how people react to it. Um, see what messages stick with which ones didn't like it was a it was a constant every day, like multiple times a day learning experience um, to constantly tweak tweak it to get to get to make sure the right messages are getting to the right people mm. right that's interesting so let me ask you this sounds like there's a lot of listening right you had to really pay attention because you said there's it's not a monolith there's a lot of nuance in the audience how especially in the era of covid where you you really couldn't be out you know shaking hands and kissing babies and things of that nature how did you uh how did you discern these differences and how did you adjust in real time? Like, what type of tools were you using, or like, you know what I mean? Like, what was uh, what was somewhat of the process? Uh, there's a lot of ways when you're doing like campaigns in general. I mean, you there, people do polling. There's constant polling, mm-hmm. internal, external polling, as, whether that be on the phone. Sometimes you're doing online focus groups, digital focus groups. You'd be surprised, like the ecosystem and economy around campaigning and all the inf- all the ways you need to campaign i.e how do you reach voters how do you talk to voters how do you hear from them uh how do you test messages uh it's a pretty sophisticated and, and developed like uh business ecosystem so you can tap into a lot of different organizations companies and then just tried and true tactics i would say s- some of the biggest things we did was um we really listened to a ton of people on the ground. When I say coalitions, uh, we had an amazing coalitions department, uh, ran black, black woman, uh, Ashley Allison, who's a veteran of uh, the Obama White House. And so she oversaw everything. When when I say coalitions, it might be the religious coalitions, the African-American coalitions, the, the AAPI coalitions, the indigenous people, but it also could be rural workers, farmers, uh, <clears throat> uh, labor unions, uh, various different like groups and, and then under each of those big umbrellas then like I said say with the African American community you're talking to 
the NAACP and Urban League, but then you're also talking to local community organizations in in Michigan or Minnesota, um, talking to the celebrities uh, that are that want to be politically engaged, but then also some of the advocacy um, and social justice advocates and just kind of pulling from a lot of different places uh, in those meetings. I mean, they're all it, it's all digital, so it's all. I mean, if I if I look, I look back at my calendar and was like amazed that I even got work done mm. when you're literally in meetings all day <clears throat> in Zoom meetings. But you got to constant like, yeah, my job was a lot of listening and then kind of turning that, taking that information from you get from the ground and from the streets, couple couple that with what you get from your data, your analytics, and then filter all that through the campaign's lens of like where our principles are, what our policies are. Where does uh, President-elect Biden and Senator Harris and uh, VP-elect Harris, where they stand and where their issues, because ultimately it's about listening to the voters and the people, taking that information, saying, hey, this is what they want to hear. This is the things they need changed. How do we communicate the things that we are policies that we plan to, to implement? How do we then bridge that gap and communicate? Hey, we heard this issue. We've we've adapted that into official policy. This is this is how it goes. Um, in addition to fighting disinformation, in addition to just getting people energized around voting. I mean, this was a this was a probably by far the most unique campaign that will ever be run in a presidential election because of COVID, because of Zoom, because mm. of quarantine. It's, it's a we like to describe it. It was pretty much like a 90, 95 percent virtual campaign, which just never happens. So it was a, a lot, it was a lot of listening because there was a lot more responsibility on our department to do stuff that normally would have been done when you got people in the streets knocking on doors, having house parties, having rallies and large events, fundraisers on the ground. So you you got to do a lot more listening um, in a different way than you would normally been just kind of like beating the streets and and being out there with the people. Word up. That's dope. So you said this was a win for the American people. Exactly. Sure. How do you why do why do you feel that way? I'm I, I have no grand illusions about like where we are with a lot of different things as a black man in America. Mm-hmm. But the democracy and the system that we did have and then the the hope like i'm one of those people who's kind of bought into and i buy into because it, it i've seen it in real life for my life and others that like things will con- can continually get better and mm-hmm. that whole concept of make america great again it's like i feel like we're the greatest we ever were like today or mm. maybe three years three and a half four years ago before trump right. got elected because everything that we're doing is constantly we're constantly working to get better um and just seeing from inside and outside just how we're being torn apart like the polar the polarizing nature of the last president all this race like the racial tensions that have been inflamed i mean look where we are in covid like Mm -hmm. it's just I mean, it's just an utter disaster when he admittedly knows how bad it was and his his natural instinct to lie to make <laughs> things be positive from jump and just never, of course, correct it. 
Right. At no point <laughs> did he like, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's at least just wear the mask. Like I'm, jo- I'm joking on Joe Biden wearing masks up to about a week before I catch COVID myself. <laughs> Things of that nature. Like America, like it, it shows you how much the leadership matters and how much the president actually does matter. Because mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of people you hear, especially in the black community, you hear like, well, the president doesn't necessarily affect my day, everyday life. I'm still I'm getting money under Obama. I'm getting money under Trump. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's so many or, or I, I was messed up under Obama or I was messed up under Bush and I messed up under Trump. Like there's right. some, I mean, some, a lot of people don't see it. But when you see. Just look, look, look at where some of the spikes were in COVID, especially over in, into the summer more recently. They're in places that Trump that were usually led by Republicans <clears throat> and Republican leadership that were mirroring Trump's like downplaying of the virus. Next thing you know, spikes are on the rise higher than any place else. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that kind of like that kind of blatant leader like leadership, like in that misinformation of what are the rules on going back to school versus what are not the rules, what the white house is saying, what the CDC is saying, who's getting fired, who's getting let go left or right. Mm-hmm. All the different things. Like I'm not a national security buff, but look all the different firings and places and precarious positions. He's put us in around the world, our different treaties, like just so many different things that the average person is not spending all day thinking about, but it affects you when you start talking mm-hmm. about, taxes and tariffs on Chinese imports when you start talking about the global climate effect and like just having cleaner air. I mean, some of the things that I could go on and on about all the different things that he and his administration repealed that were just meant to help people. Mm. And it might not have been marketed or everybody, everybody doesn't get all that information. Cause I mean, people got lives and I, I, I granted 99% of people are not as in tune to the daily machinations of politics that I am. But when you, it, you see real effects constantly, even with some of our ads and the work we did, a lot of our strategy was getting real people stories, like real black people stories from around the country mm-hmm. and, and seeing some of those like, Workers who, thank God we had the Affordable Care Act, otherwise my daughter wouldn't have got her cancer treatment. Um, Like different things we were doing, how COVID affected certain businesses and black businesses that won't come back. And just kind of seeing how that lack of leadership like was having a real impact, real world impact on people. I mean, the fact that we can't even go around like freely around the world right now because of COVID like America, the, the our American passport kind of tells people like, Hey, y'all might have it. You need to stay over there. Like it's supposed to be the best home. passport in the game. And it's like, mm. it's probably the most restrictive right now. <laughs> right. That's crazy. But things like that, like that leadership from the top and just, who he puts in charge, what what you say every day, talking about injected, can you inject bleach or put sunlight into your body? And then the next day, CDC gets hundreds, if not thousands of calls about injecting bleach. Like it's just stuff like that are that, that flare up that are the, probably the most obvious examples. Mm. But it's like if it's better to at least even if you don't agree with you might not have voted for or like every policy. It's like, you got to be honest with yourself and admit it's like, 
do you like living in this? Do I don't I don't think people like living in this day by day. Like I have no idea what's about to be said or done. And on fact, of fact of that people are dying and getting sick around me. And you guys knew about it and didn't do anything or aren't doing anything. All the proper protocols to you know I mean to to mitigate the situation. Like I think America won. Fair enough. I hear that. So let me ask you though, with that said, right, particularly COVID, right? That's a that's a pandemic. Uh obviously Trump should have acted sooner. Definitely should have listened to science probably a little bit more intently, you know, maybe put his ego to the side or whatever. But what do you feel like now with this new administration, like Outside of those two things, like what could, what could y'all do to kind of uh, tackle that as an issue? I think it's um, you, you said outside of listening to science, which is I, I wouldn't want to diminish how small that small of a thing that is, right? <clears throat> In terms of getting things on on track, is like all right, let's lead with science. Let's lead with uh-huh. they're telling us the mass social distancing, reduced gatherings. Maybe a few more restrictions for even just this this period of time that we're going in right now. With flu season jumping up, I mean, that in and of itself could save hundreds of thousands of lives or at least tens of thousands of lives. Hmm. There's 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 I've seen different quotes and and different reporting on if there was a mass mandate from the beginning, how many more people's lives would have been saved. Uh, So I I wouldn't undersell just leading with science and letting that take its course in addition to making sure all the, like I said, I don't want to overspeak on, on everything. Cause I'm not on, I'm definitely not on the COVID transition team or advisory team or anything of that nature. And I don't speak, mm-hmm. be clear. I, I'm now that I'm just a, a citizen, I'm not speaking on behalf of the campaign. I got to say that to, but, for sure. But gotcha. just uh, as, as seen my perception of it is, is that, we we as a country having that clear leadership and that federal support for states and for for local communities um being able just to use all the levers of the government to do like what's best what's going to get us out of this like whether it be treatments vaccines like i said the mass mandate and social distancing maybe need to restrict maybe need to <clears throat> Be more, uh, be res- hold on certain different restrictions and phases a little longer, um, so we don't have a bunch of mass gatherings. So, like, so we can like, as they say, flatten the curve. Uh, but <laughs> when you just you're just not getting that. I mean, some people are still calling it a hoax in, in certain circles of like the right wing media and, and a lot of other places or saying it's being overblown. I mean, one of Trump's biggest lines was that you're not going to hear about COVID on November 5th or November 4th, the day Mm -hmm. after the election. Like, it's just going to go away. Like, it's a hoax. It's being played up. All you guys talk about is COVID, COVID, COVID. It's like, yeah, well, 100,000 people a day are getting it. Thousands of people. I mean, we're over 200 plus thousand people dying and more projected to die. Like, yeah, it's it's a national story. So as the hoteps call it, the the plandemic. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the hotep buzzword. I don't know if y'all heard that one out there, but that's been out there. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. It's yeah. serious. It's serious, man. Uh, 
just a little lighter since we, you know, we ain't gotta get too heavy. Were you <laughs> just a little lighter? Were you, <laughs> For you just a little right lighter? Let's let's yeah, let's just transition. Yeah, right. Let's transition over COVID. Were you behind Kamala Harris doing sneaker shopping? So I'll say this: this is a team effort. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, um, I can't take the credit for that. I mean, okay, okay. I, I, I don't. I definitely can't take the. We worked with Complex a lot. Like my team and gotcha. directly worked with Complex a lot. Like we did some homepage takeovers with Complex on on Complex dot com, and they were great. Mm-hmm. They were great. Um, you know I mean people to work with and and, and uh, to do advertising and, and work with and do some really creative things that we did. Um, okay. The sneaker shopping, there is, there is, um, we definitely had a, a couple of people on the campaign. One, I'm thinking of one person in particular, um, who shout, was like our culture, one of our cultural attaches. Like he just, he had his, he, he, he worked in government, worked in the White House for Obama before, but it's just, when I say plugged upon plugged, he's super mm. plugged. And so we was, we, we luckily, we, we brought a lot of heavy hitters from a lot of different industries that came together on the official side to work in addition to, and then being able to use all of our resources and our connections and knowledge and ways to leverage that. So the sneaker shopping thing, I'm so glad it happened. I'm so glad it happened when it did happen. I do know that was a, that was a, I'm, I'm glad that one got over the finish line. I'll say that. that was, there's definitely, I can't go into them, but there was, there's a little, some stories behind that, but it was, I mean, it was just a natural fit. The moment she stepped off with the Chucks and then the Tims, and then how crazy right. that went mm-hmm. with probably like, because I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead myself. I mean, 40, 50 pair of Jordans. Like, I'm I'm one of those. I've waited in line as an adult mm. <laughs> once, or t- once or twice. So, <laughs> I, grown it was man one of those line that, waiter. <laughs> I'm not a grown man line waiter anymore. That was, I haven't waited in line. Think the great fives were the last time I waited in line because I just mm. had to uh, okay. You know what? I was actually I wasn't in line. I was a I mean my son was in line for those and I had to take them. So which you know meant I was in line Maybe. too. You <laughs> <laughs> was a plus one. That was the last time I I even ventured around the line. The, the great yeah. fives. That's funny. Yeah, and then yeah. with StockX and other places that came out like I'm. I was like, I'm working. I can pay a little more if I need to. But oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. nah. I mean, to get what I want. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. What I want. That's that's but, grown uh, man shit. You know. Yeah, but I say all that to say that, like, believe me, the sneakers, the sneaker shopping, and finding some way to to tap into the cultural relevance that sh- that she showed. We did that in a few different ways. So that sneaker shopping, I'm glad that, like I said, I'm glad that popped off and was able to come together. And we were able to highlight like a black business that was, you know I mean, doing stuff in the community because it wasn't going to be, there was never going to be, and, and as you kind of see with a lot of different things they did, um, we did culturally, we always try to tie it back to different communities and highlight other businesses or highlight the, the American people um, as opposed to just being like a quick photo op or just a quick media hit or the uh, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. So right. that was that was yeah. a big thing, but yeah, that we were able to. Yeah, get I thought to. like we even. Mm-hmm. Now go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like we even used like we played up her sneakers and her Tims a lot in some of our ads. Like these boots were made for voting. 
Mm-hmm. We, we did like we did some we did some like uh homepage takeovers of like the YBF Shade Room complex, mm. the source, double XL. And we we played that like for certain audiences knowing that like, hey, you guys are into this. You know, we just made some cool fun ads. Everything that every ad wasn't super duper serious, you know what I mean? So right. be able to just um play that up and and she got so much love. She got so much love and uh from across a lot of different communities for that. And then once that sneaker just shopping thing dropped, it was really, I, it, it was cool. Like the sneakers that they use. So I, I was, I was super happy about that one. That's what's up. Yeah. Nah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was rather in step, no pun intended to, you know, all the shit that was going on. I like that. I think she gave some, they gave money to, what was it? Johnson C. Smith. I want to say, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, and then they highlighted uh, a black designer. That was dope. I thought it was really cool. Outside of the fact that it was just a plethora of Chuck Taylors. Like, I thought it should have been a little bit more variety, but I guess she's a Chuck woman, so, but, you know, it was just a plethora of the same Chuck Taylor. Outside of that, I thought the shit was, it was great. It was dope. It was very in the pocket. And speaking to your whole, like, you know, they were they were touching you know, the YBFs, the shade rooms and things like that. It was definitely targeted. It was definitely uh, focused on the culture. So I appreciate appreciate what y'all was doing. The strategy was there. Uh, yeah. So yes. yeah. after something like this, you know, you do this big campaign, you know, you work hard, you get it over the finish line, you pop the champagne, what yeah. happens twice? To, you know, two times, you know what I'm <laughs> and in very strategic and historical locations. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Oh, and I got the pictures to prove it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no do doubt. That. I saw you celebrating on the Black Lives Matter block. Yep. Yeah. So what was, happens? Was, no, go ahead. No, good. No, I was saying it was the the energy was nuts. Like. A lot of chanting, a lot of unity. I mean, I was a little nervous with COVID. You know what I mean? I double masked up, put put a, a regular <laughs> mask in, a KN95 over it, over knee, over top, and it was kind of mm-hmm. warm. But I still wore long sleeves and pants. I was like, I'm just trying to get out here, get my quick, get a quick picture, get a quick chant or two in, just to, I mean, feel the energy. And it was, like I said, it was the energy was amazing. And then I had to. I mean, I'm Mr. Howard, so I had to go to Howard. And I didn't even make it there till after nightfall, and it was still a couple hundred people out on the yard, mad AKs on Mm. the AK plot, (laughs) cues stepping at like 7.30 at night, students and alumni, elderly people, you just saw people coming through. No doubt. It was nice. So what happens to your life after this? (laughs) I'm I'm trying to figure that out, living it, living it as we speak. Uh, (laughs) Um, it, it's, it's, it, I was part of something historic, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I came on the campaign, I came on the campaign later in the cycle, like right after, like after he actually locked up the nomination and the campaign rapidly expands. Mm-hmm. Um, but been on it for you know, four or five months, four months or so now, um, but no days off, hundred plus days, no days off. Going straight, going hard uh, mm-hmm. to make it happen. Um, obviously, now there's a trans like the the way the process and what goes on now is like there's a transition team. Which for people who don't know, the transition team, if you hear that, that's that's a team of experts. Usually a lot of volunteers, but just a team of experts from every that that 
are responsible for identifying people to fill the thousands of roles throughout the government in every agency, every special advisory board. You're kind of combing through all the all the talent America has to offer, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty daunting task. So they've got they get experts from each of those fields that whether it be the Department of Commerce, Department of Energy, the senior administration, White House, vice president's office, all the, I mean, all the various departments. <clears throat> and then what they're doing. Uh, so there's people that work that transition team and that process can you, you start it now. Um, we've got till Jan, what, eight, nine, we've got, uh, I, think, I forgot how many weeks till January 20th when it switches over. So that's to, to ensure continuity of government. Uh, and then, but even then, I mean, there's vetting, there's just a lot that goes on, a lot that goes on, um, to fill that many roles and positions. So that process can take several months. Um, for me, um, I'm kind of, I needed, I took a couple days off. I had to take a break, just to like <laughs> clear my mind and head and body. You know I mean, like just cleanse myself for, for a few days, get some sleep. Um, and then just kind of wake up. I kind of know what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. I think this, this with the campaign really got, got me back. Even though I wasn't in the streets, it got me kind of back in the virtual streets of like mm-hmm. really talking to so many different people and some things that excited me in other times and parts of my career. Right. So, um, making myself available, hopefully we'll see if, if uh, there's definitely no guarantees. I mean, it would be an honor and a blessing to be able to work in the white house or work in the agency, work somewhere in the administration. So mm-hmm. I'd be honored if, if that opportunity arises, but if not, um, uh, the, I mean, there's just uh, plenty of opportunities. I ran, uh, I got to shepherd, the largest ever investment in 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 black media by a presidential campaign. I mean, we had the mm-hmm. largest ever investment in advertising uh, for African Americans, and then overall. So what our team was able to do, like, kind of changed it and redefined and set a new standard for digital advertising for s- some different creative ideas that are done at least at the very least in the political campaign space, but mm-hmm. it, it, it could expand to brands, organizations, companies. So I think that skill set is, is marketable. It's worth it. There's a lot of money in it. There's a lot of mm-hmm. influence and in, in work in it. So I'm trying to be, uh, you only really get one chance to make your next move. So <laughs> just trying to make, you know what I mean? So trying to, trying to be, um, uh, I'm talking to the right, talking to people I need to talk to, um, following up on a lot of conversations that I, I mean, some of the people I got to, to meet and talk to from the campaign is still mind blowing to this day. So just trying to have, just being open to it, but, uh, I'm definitely going to stick. I, I, I'm, I mean, I love talking and dealing with black people. That's what most of my career has been about. So It'll probably be if if it's not just focused solely on black people, it's definitely going to be some way communicating and communicating to diverse audiences. But this 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 opened up a few doors. So hopefully I, I have an announcement <laughs> in a month, but I, could, I might mm. not work for a couple of weeks. You know I mean, just to. Hey, no doubt. No doubt. Make your yeah, next that. move your best move. Third bottle of champagne. I hear that. Shit. I, I hear this. I hear this all the time. Oh, you good. You good. I'm like. <laughs> oh, probably a ton of people that want to do oh, the world's your oyster. I'm like, where is this oyster so I can eat from it? Because it's 
feels like I gotta <laughs> wake up and still make everything happen. But I mean, I'm a, I'm a, like I said, I'm I'm a Christian, I'm a God fearing man, so I, f- I put a lot of faith in that, and uh, faith in the work that I did, and a lot of good work. So it's it. I'll definitely let you guys know. I'm 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 gonna still be very politically connected, whatever it is. Keep trying to push black people forward, whatever it is. Um, I dig so I'm, it. I'm gonna stay in pocket with what I know. I'm not trying to Word out That's what's up Word out That's what's up I'm I'm with that I'm in that chorus of I think you good I do <laughs> I believe that I think you gotta trust that I know Don't, don't rest on the laurels But I, I feel it In the in the, spin, the air That I think you gonna be Alright bro Yeah uh, <laughs> I wanna say this though uh, You know High level Politics You're out there You you know You're, you're moving and shaking You're making a lot of connects talking to people having uh nuanced conversations uh you know you you know what diplomacy is all about and and unity and things of that nature so i want to know how do you feel about this gucci man jeezy versus oh boy i think the temperature is gonna be like in that room talk to me if you only knew how Utterly, ex- I, I almost did a backflip. I can't even really flip like that when I saw this, when I saw it drop, because I, I, it, it got dropped in a group chat I was in. I was like, do you lying? They already said T.I.G. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody knows the history, like, I mm-hmm. mean, real people died. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. literally not a game. Um, yeah. And that's 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 right up there with the Ja Rule and 50. I would probably say is the two biggest beefs. I mean... Ja Rule and 50 Rest in peace Biggie and, and Tupac Like Jeezy yeah. Gucci Man Is like top three beasts Of all time Easily And yeah. And these are two of my f- Probably seven favorite rappers Period Definitely two or Two of my top three or four Southern rappers Favorite Like I'm I'm one of those Gucci Man people Who literally probably downloaded 60 or 70 of his mix And got Handed <laughs> on 60 or 70 Of those 100 plus projects like i'm i'm wow. i'm too old to still be as into gucci man as i am but i still am <laughs> i mean gucci uh, really has a formula out there it really you know what I'm saying really lays some groundwork and really is you know what i mean kind of like the father of a lot of these new cats that's out here that's running the game so either they came up under, came up under his camp or you know what i'm saying or were signed to somebody that was under his camp, so it's a it's a lot of a lot of Gucci influence out here in these streets. Yeah, that he put a song his first uh, everybody looking at album when he first got out of prison when he was still on house arrest. He had a song on there called "All My Children" that I really messed with, mm. where he just talked about all the rap, like just getting out of jail and seeing all his sons. And his children grow up. But um, but then for the flip side, Jeezy got me through like real points in my life when I was I mean, the inspiration and, and thug motivation one on one again wasn't thugging. But it was that that mo- that motivation and that inspiration. Those first two albums came out when I was in grad school, like trying to figure out if I was going to leave med school, like if I was how do I deal in a more all white world coming out <laughs> of Howard and that little 25 minute drive from my house, from my, my, my apartment to school every day. 
Jeezy was like 70% of that. Like Jeezy, some, he's just always struck me. I'm a huge, huge, huge Jeezy fan. I'm, I'm trying to save enough money to get him to perform at my 40th birthday party. Like that's all into Jeezy. (laughs) Don't know if I had that kind of bread, but it's it's on my vision board of like, I'm going to get Jeezy and Fab to Jeezy and Fab to perform at, at a birthday party of mine. Right. I mean, I'm with D. I, I I believe that shit. You straight. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you're going to be all right. I think, yeah, I think you need to lock that in tonight. That's how people diminish the, all of the work that has to be done in order to make that happen. Right, right. It you does. good? Yeah. You, you good? good. Nah, let's just make I already happen. know that nigga. I love what people already know. I already know he going to say yes. I, I feel I already know. But let me ask you this. What's your prediction? Rounds. What's your prediction? Uh, first of all, the, uh, first of all, are they gonna be in the same couple? room? They better be. I I heard that nah, they, they might. Allegedly, be. I heard that they're supposed to, supposed to take place at the Trap Museum. Now this could be false information, but that's what I that's what I heard on the Negro Net. Now nah, they they should be because they they are on the bill at, at Compound that night together. So I heard that too. So I they heard. should be. In the oh, they in that they compound. got an after party. Together? They got the party at Compound in Atlanta, it's only right. which, is, which is wide open in the middle of a pandemic, which makes it even more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I this is my prediction. I think, <clears throat> and they because they still as, as much as they both like super trap legends, super rap legends, down south Atlanta gods uh, on the hip hop tip. They still service two very different lanes, and I think. Mm-hmm. Jeezy Goo up, up is like He's like the streets Like nobody liked him He was never mainstream He didn't really get mainstream mm-hmm. Until maybe Wasted Came out and even then he went to jail And so when he came out of jail He got a lot more mainstream And he's had some huge Like that, that song with him um, And Kodak and uh, Bruno Mars Was top hit He's He's probably gotten way more mainstream In these last four years Since he's been out than he was mm-hmm. prior to that, but he, you know what I mean, but he had the streets, all those million mixtapes, like you said, all the different people he put on early, um, mm-hmm. and he still has some. He had Freaky Girl, you know what I mean. He had Wasted. He had a few hits, and he still has a few hits that people know know, but some mm-hmm. of his deep cuts, I still feel like a lot of people don't know. They know, right. like I think I love her. They know a couple of them, and they gonna hit like when they're. Like when when um I think a lover hit or uh mm-hmm. yeah like when I think a couple of those hit they're gonna hit but Jeezy got he got mixtapes that are huge like legendary huge he got songs that are huge but he got I mean he he might arguably have one of Jay Z's best guest verses if not best guest mm-hmm. verse ever on a song on Seen It All let alone yeah. he got G, he got Jay Z on three four songs. He had yeah. he was part of bigger he was part of more big records, and then some of his trap hits, whether it's Air Force Ones, drops, or I don't know like I, I a song I was bumping heavy on the campaign I I did this thing on the campaign every week to our digital staff it was called the Benediction where we had like an mm-hmm. all staff call, and I, I would close it out every week with like. It was, it got passed to me to close out to our staff of hundreds of people, um, like just some inspirational words. So I'll give them inspiration. I'll, I'll find like an inspirational quote. Then I will find, um, give them a tip like, hey, stay hydrated or, 
eat your smoothies or get dressed up once a week or stuff like little funny things I would do. And then I would do a song of the week that like our inspirational song and I'm unapologetic. Like my backdrop has my backdrop in my, my office, my zoom backdrop. It's got, I got a picture of Barack Obama, Snoop Dogg. I got a, a abstract portrait of, of Gucci Mane, a Biden Harris, African-Americans for Biden Harris, Biden Harris, and then a real big biggie poster and another, Barack Obama picture so it's a very mixed group so I always let people know like and you can see my hip politics logo stuff so it's like I've always mm-hmm. led with hey I'm big into hip hop big into that and so one of Jeezy's songs I dropped on everybody that they didn't know and a lot of people don't remember this it's called Win it was actually off a mixtape it came right after the Dallas Mavericks won that championship cause uh what Jason Terry's in the video with the championship trophy but it's just I feel like <laughs> I know that probably won't get played, but I was like, if he wants to just drop like an extra, like, look, I won and play his win song. I don't know. Like, he got so many songs that that could that I think will go harder. So I could see it. If you scoring it, I could see Jeezy winning like 12-8, 13-7. I think for everything Gucci Mane drops, Jeezy has the same type of song with the same kind of energy that was bigger and more impactful. Well, as D always say, it's 20 songs. I'm sure Radrick can muster up 20 songs. And then see what happens with these battles is what it brings out is each artist's fans. You know what I'm saying? The people that know it. So, you know, when you read in the comments and shit like that, you know, that counts in these battles. You know what I'm saying? It's just not you sitting alone deciding this. So when when he dropped his shit that the Gucci fans really know or that that was his hit, then they're going to represent and drop the fires and the bomb emojis and all that. So we'll see. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who gets the final tally, but usually the comments win the war. Mm. Well, to that point, question, with the comments winning the war, ever since they went and went more mainstream they got more money behind it and now it's like on apple tv i feel like the comment section ain't the comment section no more ain't been that Mm. way for like a a couple months like them erica Um, badu the erica badu jill scott r&b that's the r&b or the or even when you had uh lil john and t-pain like those comments had me crying yeah the comments was on fire t-pain and lil john that was when it was real, real pandemic that was a pandemic vibe yeah, that was yeah. that's probably the biggest drawback from the Apple Music, uh, you know, elevation of it all. You know, you definitely get the nice the presentation, you get the 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 great sound and all of that. But yeah, I think that is the third. That's the third person. I I mean, I think Ali, might, you might have said that at the top, but I think that <laughs> is the third person in the battle is that comment section. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, it's well missed because that's where, that's the barometer. That's where you see how things are impacting. The Apple Music thing is a little bit more curated. They're a little bit more positive. You know what I'm saying? They're a little <laughs> bit more corporate. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, yeah, this, this, I, I totally this agree the one with where you the- on that. This the one where the comments you kind of need to let them go crazy because like right yeah I mean it's Jeezy yeah. it, fans and Gucci fans are usually not anti like they the they are a lot of the same people right I would I would dare to say they are a lot of the same people and if anything Gucci probably has a 
as you can see through, I, I would if one measure of of current fans and impact is if it's social media. Like I don't I don't count their pockets, but I'm pretty sure Jeezy made more money than Gucci over time. And he's nah, been in, I can't tell. I don't know. I you can't never tell. Know. <laughs> Gucci had way right, too well, many well, artists signed to him. Way too many publishing. See, that's the thing. A lot, way. a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. Gucci, who he signed, he kind of, he might not have signed everybody. He just like, even when you you talk about Metro booming and Mike Will made it and mm-hmm. some and and um and some of the even some of the producers and Zay stuff. Like, he signed. He lost some. a lot of money in his in yeah, his last book. He Zay did Tobin. say he lost a lot of money. Yeah, he said he yeah, lost a lot. I like mean, he, due to all the legal fees and shit like that, he he definitely lost a lot of money. He's coming back. But uh, yeah, even yeah, with took, Young he Thug, took a financial he, hit. Yeah, even with Young Thug, he he didn't he not he don't have any anything on his publishing. He I think he sold that contract. So it's like he he right. it, with the with the Migos he got. I don't think he had them under contract. He didn't have everybody under contract. But even though that they came through and were able to be put on by him, but right. whether it's not about the money or not, I think it's more so about like G. Like I said, Jeezy had bigger hits. For a longer period of time, now, <clears throat> okay, over right. Gucci more right, but but Gucci is probably more in the current culture because Gucci got like 13, 14 million Instagram followers. His wife Keisha Kior got millions of followers. Yeah, you know I mean everything he's doing now, like even though he they both in their forties, Gucci is still an active active artist. Like Jeezy, I know is about to drop his album, but he ain't been. I mean, Gucci's still putting out three, four projects a year, like mainstream, right. and, and staying with at least a small radio record on 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 every album. And then he's jumping on Doja Cat. He's jumping on all these features. Like he's still out here, like a very active. He and Two Chains are in the same place, as opposed to like <laughs> Jeezy. Kind of re- said he retired, was about to retire, but he ain't really been putting out big projects with big singles in 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 a couple years. Mm. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I hear you. I and I and I feel you on that twelve eight. I've been hearing that twelve eight. That's been a that's been a common prediction. Go ahead. We about to say. I, I'm I'm cheating a little bit and looking up. You know, what I'm saying the discographies and shit like that. And uh-huh. they not that far apart. You know what I'm saying? In charted yeah. hits like platinum and gold selling records. Uh, Jeezy has twenty one certified records. That's on his discography. Gucci got about 18. So it's not right. that far of a difference. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Talking gold, platinum, double platinum, six times platinum. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, it might not be as far off as we think. No, I agree. I've been hearing that too. I Like, you know, as far as metrics go, I think they're pretty much neck to neck and neck. Like as far as like top five hits, I think mm-hmm. Jeezy has one. Gucci may have one, or Gucci has one. Like they one and one. I think they're two. Yeah, they're very close. They're a lot closer than you would expect. Right. I think with me, this is what I'm saying as far as this shit goes. Um, and I said this last week. More than anything, this is definitely one of those verses. As there's been a few of them, Brandy Monica was one of those as well. But this one probably more than any of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as my primer to Gucci Mane. Like I I know the surface records. A shout out to everybody that's been hitting me, putting me on the albums I should listen to and songs that I should listen to. But I feel like uh, 
I'm a little removed from the Gucci Mane uh, discography mm-hmm. now. And, uh, you know, like, uh, as far as Jeezy go, I, I seen that come up, and I definitely, I was definitely impacted a lot more by those records. Mm-hmm. So... I think there's my bias on that. I think Jeezy definitely has huge records, like Im- impacting records as far as I'm concerned. But again, I think that like Gucci's impacting heavy on the cultural level too. And again, like I can't speak to that. So it's going to be interesting because I'm curious what his 20 is going to be. I'm actually curious what both of their 20 is going to be. But obviously I got way more awareness of what Jeezy can pick from. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious because I'm gonna, I'm going to use that as my, I'm going to be looking forward to the, you know how they do the little title uh, oh, playlist yeah. afterward. I'm like, yeah. yeah, let me go ahead and check some of these Gucci Mane records mm-hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. And more than anything, I, I think symbolically, I think it's a big thing. I think, you know, just these, these two, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm sure that they've had some conversations beforehand. And if they're in the same venue, I'm sure things have been kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> at least on Man, a civil, I, I, I on a civil level, you would hope it's on a civil level. But just to just for the culture to see that, especially right now with all of these rappers being shot and, you know what I mean, all this beef and shit going on, like... This is this is one of these. This is like a like I said. This is like a goodwill tour. This is this yeah. is definitely a great transition move for both of them because they are definitely elevating. They still got their trap roots and they mm-hmm. you know they they true to it. But they you see they trying to pivot. You see Jeezy trying to you know do his talk show, his Donahue look, mm-hmm. and Jeezy's you know he's out here authoring books and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, eating eating good, eating whole foods and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they both <laughs> elevating. Really so, got to uh, deal with yeah. Gucci for real. Uh, I just right. I think I think uh, you know like you said I, I've been I've I was impacted by both of the rises. You know what I'm saying? Both of them. You know. I'm, in their early, in their early days, damn! In their early days, both of them have came across my desk in different kinds of uh, business projects. Um, with so icy when they was, you know, what I'm saying he was independent with the uh, Big Cat label, and then mm-hmm. Jeezy when he was on the mixtapes with Gangsta Grills. So, <clears throat> you know, you got to see them both. You know, I think out of all of it is like Jeezy. Pr- you know what I'm saying, probably had the most soul searching to do in order to do this because, you know what I'm saying, he lost a lot in that, in the social capital space of this beef. You know what I'm saying? You said Jeezy or Gucci? Jeezy. I think Jeezy lost more in the beef than Gucci because Gucci, you know, yeah, Gucci killed his people that he sent to steal his chain. He, I think Gucci's rise was off of the fact that Jeezy sent those guys allegedly to rob him and shit and two left out, you know what I'm saying, running and one didn't leave out at all. That that that's like the legend of Gucci and he made a record about it. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, it would be interesting if he plays it. So, it's kind of like I think Jeezy's rep took a little hit in that space because it was like, damn, you sent somebody to take his chain. And that shit ain't work. And and he killed the dude and beat the case and came back to talk about the shit. I think that was really, that was pretty harsh for for Jeezy. Yeah. To me. 
You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in coming together and doing this, it probably took him a little more soul searching than, than Gucci, but I'm just speculating from the sideline. Then you could add the fact that, you know, I, I forget who I okay. forget who said this, but uh, you could also add the fact that a lot of people have referred to him as the Barry Gordy of the trap. You know mm. what I mean? If he had paperwork <laughs> at all on these people, he has a long line of, as you said, his children, whereas Jeezy, <laughs> he didn't fare that well. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of his people kind of, they didn't pop as of, you know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't right. jump off or they didn't pop until they left. You know what I'm saying? The the Jeezy helm. Right. So there's also that. He's got a lot of disciples out there that, that speak his name and who are musically very relevant. Right. But go ahead. So what are you about to you say, say, Cam? Cam? I, again, it's all speculation and stuff we've just read over the years, over the last decade plus. But I actually would right. thought it would have been harder for Gucci to get to do something like this because at the end of the day, his life was threatened. Right. And he and allegedly this person had something to do with it. Like had a direct right. influence on it. And at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, I just, what I, what I would pivot and what I would say to all of this is that it's, it's a great example. I'm hoping all the negative stories, like you got to tell some of the, some people, cause I mean, this happened, what, 10, 12, probably more than that, maybe 15 years ago. So, or, or something, however many years ago this happened. So it's a lot of younger people who, are just now watching this and, and may not even fully appreciate the impact. They just might've grew up in the era of the last five or 10 years and like just knew that or heard that these guys had beef, but it, they didn't have a kind of beef where they were talking about it all the time. Or even like with Ja Rule and 50, like 50 mentioned Ja Rule in, in how much his beef, uh, just in the, even most recently in his uh, breakfast club interview yesterday, he, he mentions mm-hmm. that he still don't like Ja Rule. Like he mentions the beef <laughs> And it and it's brought up in a different way all the time. So it's like you can you constantly are reminded why it happened. Right. It's like this one is kind of like because there was a loss of life and it was how serious it got. It was like it, you can find it, find the information not hard to read read about it, but it's not talked about right. as much. So I mm-hmm. just hope. But the impact of like if these two guys can at the very least sit down and celebrate the culture, right? Especially if they can get in the same room. Like hopefully with the message that sends, it can send a lot of people. But I mean, I would hope this could happen. At, at, you over forty, like yeah, yeah. Both I think mar- I think married and kids and grown kids. Yeah, at I this think. Point, like, I think I think everybody's in a place where it's like, all right, you know what I mean. It, nobody's really fighting in the streets every day right now. So I think they could you know get through this cordially enough. You know what I'm saying and. If it's any interesting, uh, you know, tension and shit like that, you know, that is, you know, it'll be cool for entertainment. But I'm sure it won't boil over into anything stupid. You know, everybody you got Gucci a lot got of that news. million dollars from where Gucci. There, wow. there was he put out a tweet not too long ago saying that he'll go against anybody for versus somebody cut him a check for a million dollars. And he's like, Gucci versus everybody. <laughs> And then Jeezy went on. He had said in an interview that initially he was hit up about the verses about Gucci and that Gucci had respectfully declined. Right. That's what Jeezy had put. Jeezy had put that out. But hey, now I wouldn't put it past that he got a check, a bag to do it. You know what I'm saying? 
definitely got a bag to go to the club. So hey, it might be a full package for him. And it might have worked out, which makes everybody smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to say the least. I'll say that. You know? Uh there's been a I don't know if it's official or not, but they've seen a a fly, it might be a bootleg fly of T.I. versus Wayne on December 17th. Hmm. What? Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. When you yeah, say that's yeah, terrible? Well, T.I. versus Lil Wayne? What's wrong with that? Lil Wayne, yes. Wheezy F. The, Baby. The Wheezy F. Baby from New Orleans. You think they in the same class? Who, who I guess think, if who it's 20 records. Out of the league? Who you think is out of the league? I... I hold I hold Little Wayne at a higher standard than I do Ti, but I mean Ti is a Ti is a certified legend. He's he's got right. he's got mixtapes, he's got hits upon hits, he's got features upon features, he got street features, he got crossover stuff. Little Wayne got him literally hundreds of features. I mean that tear he went on, he got. I think he has way more mixtape impact than Ti. Right. And probably more album no, impact as well. But now you're right. You you are right. But again, as D Lemon always states in this versus debate, it's 20, 20 songs. That's tip it. Tip got 20 songs. You know what I'm saying? Wayne has a lot to sort through. Mm-hmm. But you know, 20 songs, you can figure it out. I think it's a fair, I think that's a fair assessment. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I think they, it's a fair. Friends. I think on, you said what? No, I'm sorry. I was say at the end they they're friends, so I think it's a it, it can make sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember back in the day uh, at Vibe, Ti was the one who said, "Yo, y'all should pay attention to Wayne." As far as this was when Wayne was making his change from you know Lil Wayne, young. You know what I'm saying? Young, uh, I don't say kid rapper, but the youngest of the, the cash money set mm-hmm. and kind of looked at as in a certain way. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, T.I. was straight from the trap and T.I. was definitely, you know, lyrically inclined from the door. I remember him saying, yo, you know who's killing shit right now? Wayne and these squad up tapes. He's going crazy. And that was like one of the first times I heard that was like one of the first indicators of, oh, all right, maybe he's doing something. This is pre-Carter. This is pre-dedication, all of that. So it's just interesting. To your point, they fuck with each other, but it's just interesting that now they would uh, go at each other at a versus. You know what I mean? And it's only 20 records. And maybe if we got to consider, you know, uh, well, first of all, I heard a lot of these things. The only shit that you could really play is stuff on the DSPs, even though I think a lot of Wayne stuff is on DSP, a lot of the stuff that's most relevant. But if you got so much shit, it might be harder to select a mean 20 than it is for somebody that may not have as expansive a catalog. They both have legendary catalogs. But uh, like you said, Wayne got a lot of shit to sort through. Yeah, and yeah, I, culturally, I, <laughs> Wayne was in a photo with Trump, which kind of, you know, I mean, hopefully that should have blow over by then, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could, Lil Wayne's yeah. too stamped. Yeah. He's too yeah. stamped to, for that. I mean, I yeah. mean, yeah, it's not the greatest, but it, it's. Yeah. 
I had to pause. I pause. I pause streaming his stuff because I was. I probably listen to Little Wayne every day, or a, a song okay. or a feature. He's, he's, he's my. He and Jay Z are my two favorite artists. Hmm. Period. Mm. Okay. And they, and, and they they find their ways, whether it be a feature or a song, album or something, they find their way into my life probably most days. Uh, but I feel yeah. like the Little Wayne thing. If 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 that it, you're right. Twenty records. My what I'd be curious about that is that how much how many of his own songs does he lean on, or does Little Wayne and Ti could do it too, but Little Wayne for sure does he go into his feature bag? Because I would dare to say like he could just do twenty songs he featured on that would kill, and not touch a single one of his songs. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I just went through the discography and what shit, I got this short short in my cord. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, <laughs> I went through the discography and um Wayne got down there ninety songs that has charted platinum or gold. Wow. <laughs> you wow. know what I'm saying? TI probably has about twenty something thirty. Damn. So, again, there's a there's a, a a lot to sort through for Wayne, but that's he can sort now. <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot to sort from. Hell yeah! I just wanted to touch on. Especially you was talking about features. I just wanted to touch on one thing. So you feel, you feel, and it, this is not. I don't think this is an uncommon belief. But you feel that uh, you said that Jeezy may have one of Jay's best features, and you said, "See, I seen it all." <clears throat> you think yeah. that's a better feature than "Go Crazy"? Definitely. Really? Okay, I'm gonna have to go I, back and, and I, listen. I, I, and I'm well prepared to defend that. Definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the same page. "Seen It All" is probably one of my favorite songs in in mm. rap, in the you know modern era of rap. Um. It's probably the most, it was a vulnerable voice. I mean, not vulnerable, but Jay-Z went into deeper into the story than he had ever went. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Okay. He named names. He named places. You know what I'm saying? He he dropped all the birds. He named addresses in front of 560 State. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, as far as his dope boy rap, mm-hmm. that was as deep as he had went. Mm. All right. I'm going to go back and listen to I Seen It All. I just, I heard it, uh, Briefly recently, but shit, go crazy was so fire. Plus that beat is bananas. Go crazy was bananas. big. Shout out to Cannon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think mean, the people probably would go with go crazy, but my personal preference, seen it all is probably it's like I said, one of my favorite joints. Mm-hmm. I, I Lee, I'm right there with you. I listen to scene if you look I'm literally looking right now at my title most listening to in October. <laughs> seen it all is twelfth. Like I'm still listening <laughs> to that song that regularly. Yeah. Um, be and I would say two things about reason why. Like one, we gotta respect that Jeezy got three classic Jay Z verses. Cause then in between that, as I do with Andre three thousand, so it's like he he got he 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 has some of Jay Z's best feature work ever. But seen it all to your point, like yeah, I think Jay Z gets deeper. I remember, I remember when it came out. You could probably still find some interviews when Jeezy was talking about how he got seen in all the record. He said Jay Z mentioned to him that he cried on it, like he it made him like hmm. shed a tear. It made Jay Z shed a tear when he recorded it, and he was like, hmm. 
like that that was a story I remember Jeezy sharing. Like it was and, it was that personal to Jay Z. And that's that's crazy because I, I took back what I said that it was vulnerable because it sounded vulnerable, but he wasn't really vulnerable to his personal thing. But I guess that story was personal to him if he cried about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what comes through to me. I mm-hmm. like you know when I work out. You know, not that I work out every day or no shit. Talk but, to him. But when I work out, <laughs> I'm playing. Seen it all is my own repeat track. No, mm. I feel it. It's a it's, no. it's a great come up story. And then that Jeezy, that might be one of Jeezy's hardest lines. <laughs> Threw him on the, the table set. <laughs> I like that. Threw him on the table set. Like F that. <laughs> yeah, get paid like that drink. Yeah, that line <laughs> yeah. is so yeah. powerful. Yeah, but you know what? Another line, another another line in that record that um, it's not it's not impactful or anything like that. But it's just so. It's like honest. It was like an honest line. It's like a line from the hood. Like sometimes, you, like you might be a big time dope boy, but you still got flaws and shit. And mm-hmm. the the hood know your flaws, but they say fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Because you getting money. And then when he says, uh, you know, he came he came through in the in the in the big 745, but everybody back back because that nigga can't drive. <laughs> that, that's some right. funny shit. To say about yourself, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? As you, as you high signing and showing out, but you can't even really drive. Like this little young nigga can't even drive that shit. <laughs> <laughs> about to crash this shit up. Look, that's I hope funny. you play I'm that Definitely song. go ahead and listen to that. He so let me to. get your, let me get your three, your three favorite Gucci joints. If you had to pick your three favorite Gucci's and your three favorite Jeezy's. All right, my Gucci joints are way more ratchet than my Jeezy joints because they, they have very little redeeming value other than they just get me hyped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a newer song that he's dropped in the last couple of years since he's been out that, for whatever reason, this is just my ratchet favorite. It's called Stutter. Look it mm. up. It's just a song. Mm. The beat go net, crazy. It, it's, it's a song. It, it Yeah. No redeeming value, but <laughs> that joint goes hard. Uh, so it's a song called Stutter by Gucci that I really like. Um, Photoshoot, because Photoshoot was, came out in a time when I was, I think I was in my early 20s, and I was way more active, like, clubbing and dancing and partying. And I just remember when that mm-hmm. song came on, like, Castle just, you know I mean, you remember when dance floors still used to exist and people like, oh, I'm about to act like I'm doing a photo shoot. We just doing the most when that song came on. And I remember that mm-hmm. song was really big. Um, and I, I think I still bump, I still bumped that. Um, and then a real, because uh, uh, I'm going off the top of the head. I'm just thinking about the Gucci I listen to now. Um, another good song um, is called I'm Proud of You. And it was my, mm. he might have dropped that only a year or two ago, but Guap is just like Guap. I'm so proud of you. Look, look that up. He he got a video for it too, standing on two Rolls Royces. But uh, mm. it's the the reason why that song connected, because as I was, you know, what I mean, just as a, as I'm growing as a person and lifestyle changes and and uh, trying to upgrade and elevate, I took that and seeing like you know the Gucci glow up is like oh this is a good song that it just translated to what what I was going to and feeling through in my life. And like I said, it was, it's a newer joint, but it's still, I still think Gucci got, and I think Gucci as a rapper, 
it's no it's no question. Gucci is a better technical rapper than Jeezy. And mm-hmm. Gucci and I think a lot, okay. a lot of people sleep on Gucci, like his metaphors, his analogies, his similes, like his mm-hmm. on double entendres, triple entendres, like like he he shows how much smarter he is than you might think. It's like some of his references, sports references, like he's not right. he's not little Wayne level, but he's he's up there in the sense of like you you look at the outside and you don't realize how how complex his mind can actually be. Like he's he Gucci Gucci can rap rap. Jeezy right. Jeezy would have to be bang off of the first one with him, T I and Lil Scrappy. I don't know why I just that song goes super hard for me, and I, I still that's in my workout mix. Seen it all, and me okay. Mm. Um, and then it's a close. It, it, there's another song that's like when I'm feeling myself that I still play. That I wish it got. I don't know if he can play because it, it doesn't have a DSP because it was on a mixtape. Um, but it's featuring. It's called Flexing, featuring uh Fab and Yo Gotti. But if you want like a mm-hmm. a song to make like when you're driving around in that new uh the Merlot, put that <laughs> try to find that try to find that try to find that flexing song. Like it it's, Okay. The beat is super hard, bass is not <laughs> crazy, and it's just it's a straight it's a straight like stunning joint. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. I don't hear it as much because I can't I gotta go on I gotta go on that piff and like download it and you can't just have it in my <laughs> normal playlist so it's it's harder for me to hear it as much as I probably would want to but I like flexing right. but if it's songs that we might hear That's I would sure. definitely say it's bang me okay and seen it all yeah yeah, yeah. niggas respecting Merlot out there look at that <laughs> <laughs> Merlot need us on Instagram <laughs> yeah yeah hey, you never know I guarantee oh, you shit. probably find followers for it true indeed true indeed yeah, uh, I, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to break down those three like that, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of Gucci shits, I don't even know the names for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? I just, like, I could put a, I could put Gucci shit on and let it fly because I know which uh, territory I'm in. You know what I'm saying? It's like taking a walk through the hood. Uh, but I do have, I like Gucci, I like the song called All About the Money off of the Radrick versus whatever song album. Oh yeah, all State about versus Roger Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. State versus Roger Davis. All about the money with Rick Ross, and then I like Freaky Girl because I like that he sampled that Joy record lick. You know what I'm saying? Because Joy dropped this album mm. that you know what I'm saying was fire, but I don't know how it got caught up in the mix. It didn't hit as big. I don't know if the distribution was off or the deal was crazy, but she dropped a fire album. At a at a time when you know what I'm saying a lot of you know neo soul shit was popping, but her shit wasn't neo soul. It's kind of hard. Her shit was more hard and hip hop than a lot of the neo soul stuff. And Freaky Girl, I mean the lick song on that album was dope. And then he sampled that for Freaky Girl, which you know what I'm saying it's getting shine now with with mulatto. Um, so those two records plus you know all of the other other shit put together, you know. You could take that as my third, you know. What I'm Real saying? quick and, question uh, on that: How do you feel? Like, is it is Freaky Girl old enough to already be re like repackaged and sampled? Yeah, because if mo- you repackage it, if you repackage it with a with a, a female rapper, 
that's that's new and busting on the scene and you take one of his one, one of uh, shit, one of Gucci's <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out y'all one of Gucci's uh classic records and you put it on a new artist I think that was a that was a nice flex yeah Saweetie been doing that so, too with that two short song like I was like I feel like that song is still active <laughs> she True. get her ditty on yeah, I ain't yeah. gonna lie. I like Sweetie though. I like both of them. I like Big Lotto and and Sweetie. Big Lotto. But, yeah, it's funny. I mean, that shit is fifteen years old. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, that's that's that's, that's a whole another generation. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole yeah. thing. So uh, you know, Jeezy, of course, I said, seen it all is one of my favorite joints. Um, uh, off the first mixtape, getting money over here yeah. with Bun B. That's my that was my shit. That's what put me on to Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a young ghetto nigga with a big ass chain. <laughs> that was my shit. No, 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 no. That's 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 the shit. That was hard. Is that the one? Let me think what I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We pulled up. I remember I think, that he uh, had the he had the drop top uh bins pulled up at the club. Mm-hmm. I remember that joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, what I'm saying he got a lot of others like "Go Crazy." I like "Go Crazy." That's 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 one of the songs I like. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Play the young cheesy. I'm a dope boys. Go crazy. I think I've, yeah. If I had to take, I'd say, "Go Crazy." The you know with Hove. I think that shit is crazy. I like um. I like and then what? I'm not gonna lie, yeah, I like yeah, it then what I love how that I like I like Manny's intro. You know what I mean? I like how that I like the claps on that shit. Uh that was I was trying to figure the name of that song, but I was getting in my mind, I was getting confused with Go DJ, that's my DJ, but it was just Manny right, Fresh with right. that together. Go ahead though. I got uh I gotta hear it again, but I think I'm I'm a big fan of I Love It, which was one of my joints. I love it. But yeah. um I'll say yeah, and I love it. I like that shit. But I'll say this: one of my favorite records, and I guess it's not a it's not a a, a solo shit, but um, them boys. Hmm. If it's taking oh. too long to bring yeah, to lock, bring it, bring it back. back. Yeah, you were sure anyway. That, so bring a stack. That, that, shit is hard, that song did that so much for Jeezy's like legend yeah. and it came out at like the perfect, perfect time. He had the perfect Man. line. He was in the first verse. Like that song was so strategic for Jeezy. Like mm-hmm. time, like that was that was an example of like perfect time and place. He, he, what was he the name pulled of that one song? off for that. Them boys. Them boys. That Them was boys. his. Yeah, that yeah. was his Beyonce moment. Yeah. He was out of there, nigga. <laughs> It was, it was not in the group oh, no more. Oh, it was a Boys in the Hood record. Yeah. It was a Boys in the Hood yeah, record. Yeah, that yeah, fucking it was the only was so record. Crazy. Really. Yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nah, oh man. Up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you said what? No, I said it was their only record. I, I'm, I'm also curious if they are in the same room, like, cause if you saw the Instagram captions, they was taking little. Pot shots like calling them little snow cone and little goo wop. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's gonna get petty like that in the room. Which, if it stays just in the room and there's jokes, I, I love it. But 
think it's gonna have the 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 boxing match weigh in level of petty <laughs> and taunt. And I think I think that again, I think they they're grown enough to see the big picture. I think there's gonna be enough police on the scenes <laughs> where shit ain't gonna get too out of hand. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think they both gonna talk a little bit of their shit. It's gonna be good to see though. It's gonna be something. It's definitely compelling as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will say that it is. You know shit. We will we will definitely uh, be be definitely tuned 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 all the way into that bitch. Cam, <laughs> uh, anything else you wanna uh, speak on before we get up out of here? And actually, let me ask you this: what what are you fucking with culturally and even? Um, Entertainment wise, before we jet, let us know what's what you what you watch. What was one of the, the best things you watched? Uh, what was one of your best moments from this campaign? And then whatever else you want to go with. Um, haven't been watching a ton of stuff lately due to the all encompassing nature of the job and just little clips here and there. I've been loving like the the SNL coming back with uh. I like the Chris Rock, the the Chappelle, Bill Burr. I'm a big stand up comedy guy, so just seeing them that was cool. Uh, I'm on the Mandalorian right now, watching that, catching up to the the okay. Mandalorian. Can't get into power. I don't know why. I'm only I got through. <laughs> I'm on the third episode, and it just don't feel the same. So maybe I'm gonna try to give. I'm trying to get a new power. Another another uh, go round. Um, the last few days, actually, I've been catching up on a lot of stuff like this last week. I watched that Sneakerheads show with King Batch. I don't know if y'all seen that on Netflix. I, I got it in the queue. I haven't checked it out yet. I've heard it's some people right. picking it apart, it's but right. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard. They got my homie, though. My homie, uh, what's his name? I forget his name, but you know him. He's on Last OG. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. He, he's an yeah, actor yeah, you remember. Yeah, I fuck with him, up. too. Yeah. But yeah, they, they did yeah, have some like cool him. sneakers in there, but... So I've just been watching uh, um, Love, Love. The the only thing I think I, I caught up with in the last few months, for real, was uh, Lovecraft Country. Like, I think I need mm. to sit down and watch that joint again. Like, that that was Word. deep, entertaining. Yeah. It, I, I really, like, I really, 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 like, I can't believe that got on TV. Like, I don't know, I'm... <laughs> I haven't done a ton of pitch meetings, but I've been a part and seen how that goes. Like, I do not understand how that was pitched and who heard it and was like, you know what? That's going to make that makes sense. Let's let's go ahead and put one hundred million dollars into that. Fifty million. That, that author, that author has a big, big um, fan base. Uh, the guy Lovecraft, he has a big it's a whole culture of people who are fans of Lovecraft. So, yeah. you know, saying so that probably that probably, you know, helped. And it was a. You know, they mixed it off of one of the most the popular books from his fan base. Because uh. he, when he wrote, he wrote that stuff. He wrote it open source, so everybody can build on it and and add to it. And so that's wow. how it got very popular. And so, you know, I guess we you know when they went to pitch that, they probably pitched that it's a fervent audience for this type of content. Interesting. Curious um, how they how they. Ranked all that in, like with open source, like where would it all reside? You know what I mean? Like where do the people get to yes. read what was been added to? And I shit mean, he like was that. like in the fifties or some shit. He was like way back in the day. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I guess 
there is there's many books. I think this this particular show was based off of one of the books. Okay. That were uh-huh. done uh, in his genre of stuff. So they're coming back with another. Yeah. They coming back with another season probably. We'll see. We'll I don't see. know. I wouldn't we'll be so. I wouldn't be surprised if they just won and done it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but Alan Maldonado is the cat's name. No. Um, kid from Sneakerheads and plays Bobby on Last OG. Oh, okay. But uh, have y'all? I know. I don't think Ali, you've checked it out yet. Have you seen Fargo at at all, Cam? Um, I watched the first season. This new season, because you've been talking mm-hmm. about it, I just like I just watched the. I'm on the set. I'm finishing up the second. I actually started the second episode today, because I know you, you've been you've been championing that, and I'm a huge Chris Rock fan. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it's so it's so it's so funny that you bring that up. I'm mm-hmm. all caught up. I'm waiting on the finale, dog. Ooh, okay. Well, shit. Well, hold on, hold on. That's gonna be for next week. We yeah, gonna chop yeah, it all yeah. the way up because next week because that means I gotta watch more this week. So Game I can... of Thrones. So <laughs> I wanna I have that talk as well. Yeah, because uh, I, I watched. I just started with season four and uh-huh. went in, and mm. I finished it this weekend. I watched it all this weekend. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. What were you about to say, Cam? No, I said that, that means that, that means if I'm gonna listen to the podcast, I guess I gotta catch up this week. So, because yeah, yeah, so, yeah. y'all definitely spoiled one or two shows, like, dang, man, I ain't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If you hear a start, you might as well fast forward. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. That's why we'll right. a couple about that. A couple of y'all power book twos, I had to, like, just stop the episode and fast yeah. forward because I was like, I still yeah. kind of want to uh, watch this. Shit. Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- no, I know for sure we lost at least one listener. For yeah. sure, it was like, uh, blah, yeah, blah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the know, responsible we, we, thing to know. do. Keep fast forward. Yeah, but before we get out of here, though, um, being you, being a, being a Howard, a Howard, God damn it! Before we get out of here, though, you being a Howard person, I came across from my, my homeboy B Moore sent me a link to a web series called uh, the Taste Taste of the Mecca. You I know, seen it's, that one. it's about. So it's new. I, I, he's he found it in Afrotech. Uh, mm. At Afrotech, they were screening it in one of the rooms, and he found it. He sent it to me. I'll send it to you. Um, but it's called Taste of the Mecca. It's based around some Howard students. They calling it, you know, in the show, the school is called Mecca, the Mecca, whatever. So, but that's that's the Howard's nickname. So it all works, and it's all shot on Howard's campus. So, you know, mm. I think you that's might, it. you know, see some of yourself. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check yeah. that out. Check that out. Um, just getting before getting out here. Just definitely one thing that I wanted to bring up, and that making sure this story is told as far and wide as possible, because um, it's true to what I know. I came into the campaign with, and like what it just kind of showed the level of investment of the kind of leader that people just voted for. Like we were able to it, it was it was a source of pride that we were able to literally like I guess it invest millions of dollars into black owned media um I mean and, and by invest I mean like be able to advertise with podcasts digital media companies uh big TV companies radio independent radio and not just the sites that are owned by bigger conglomerations or bigger mm-hmm. corporate entities but like really on the ground community based or even if they've gotten bigger and regional national but still black owned 
media companies, um, black newspapers uh, around the country. Like it was a that's a big deal in the space because of how much money is spent in political advertisements as as presidential elections just get more and more expensive uh and just more billions and more i mean now it's into the billions of dollars that are spent and that's just a huge economic driver especially in a, a year this tough where media across the board has been hit so hard and hmm. and so for us to because like i don't i can't take credit for it like i said it's a leadership decision that i just helped to execute on but the the kind of investment that was made to have those authentic conversations to be able to put a few dollars to a lot of dollars but and it's also not just it wasn't charity it's this is where viewers and voters are in in this various landscape and how people get their information just looks different from four years ago or if you want to go back to the obama years 12 12 years ago uh so be able to identify that like that was a real source of pride me coming having been a member of nabj national association of black journalists and my work with in the like minority communication space uh it that was just a, a big sense of pride so i was just really happy and and it it, it helped it gives me it gave it gives me hope hope on where we're going and what future cycles will look like so it's like hey we set a blueprint that like hey if you want to reach black voters this is the kind of places you do need to go these are the kind of companies and, and people you do need to work with and, and put your advertising on rather than just, well, let me just run to a couple national TV and in and, and places and leave it at that. And then the other huge, huge, huge thing that I was super, I mean, I know the, the, the 50 cent tweet and the little Wayne tweet picture got a lot of the pub in the last kind of desperate pub in the last couple of days, but our ability to integrate work with listen to and work with the hip-hop community some of the hip-hop legends to current students currents but um current active artists but then just the culture and tap into the culture as a whole was huge i mean we Hmm. huge like uh, i'm a huge battle rap fan and it was i mean this is a career achievement for me like we were able to work with the ultimate rap league and, and smack and beasley over there who who run you know I mean which oh. is like a cultural staple hmm. run run um, battle rap but we're trying to reach young black men and or men of color who who are not you know I mean may not be registered just might not be checking for politics might not be thinking either candidate is for them so for us to be able to like partner with them and then get Charlie Cliffs and DNA just to do that battle, like to do that kind of clean rap on the importance of voting and some of our issues um, to be able to work with them to do that was like, I just thought was so cool. Um, and, and it was, it was authentic. It wasn't, it was nothing that was pandering. It was nothing that like, I mean, this is just where people are. You got to give messages to and use messengers that people know and trust and everything from working with a G, young Jeezy, um, Jermaine Dupree, Ludacris, Monica to do radio ads, Mary J. Blige, like crazy story how we got her. But for her to end up being able to do a, a, a I will vote ad and then do something specifically for the state of North Carolina to get them to come out. Um, my man who helped us put together the Snoop thing, like 
sneaker shop and like so many different things that are in and of the culture for us like we worked with uh chuck creekmer over at um the founder of allhiphop.com to sponsor some of our live events like uh one of our zoom events and stuff for shop talk like just on and then you had the the, the two two chains the common sense um offset performing at different venues and megan the stallion tweeting out the senator harris and us being on the BT Hip Hop Awards, like, like with the uh, Senator Harris being like given it, like with all our Howard stuff in the background, being able to give kind of a special message and introduce one of the awards on on the BT Hip Hop Awards for us to make a song with Cosign that was on the VMAs, like everybody vote. I mean, this dude who produced co-produced like Anacondas from the interns, like huge hip hop producer, and he got a show on Fox Soul. But for him to make an original song and be able to just be a part of that at every level was like, it really showed me like the power, even if it might not have been on Front Street, like the power and the breadth and like the the impact that like the hip hop community, us like work. I can't I can't thank uh, the source enough. Londell McMillan, the owner of the source and his whole team for us to, to working with us and be able to do mm-hmm. a media partnership with them and just like have conversations advertising original content they had a ticker countdown voting ticker so even if it wasn't just about the campaign it was about making sure for me it was about making sure black people voted and understood the importance of this vote and understood the importance of the election but as a unabashed child of hip-hop and hip politics like that's kind of what i am and what i do be able to bring a lot of that cultural relevancy and, and be able to have those authentic conversations I think was to me was that was something that I highlight and I'm, I'm gonna live with forever and hopefully some of these connections and some of the people I've gotten to talk to and interact with and work with um can continue but even if they don't just this 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 these last 120 whatever some odd days that I was on to be able to have that kind of impact with and you and work with the hip-hop community on something this big was was huge huge so i was like definitely want to give some shout outs to like our team we had a black black owned completely black creative team that that did all of our most of our creative black black owned uh uh black owned media buying firm that we worked with like it was a lot of black black input from top to bottom and so just to be able to see and work with that to, to kind of reach and then get the kind of turnout we did was something for the history books. That's what's up, man. And again, as I say, the chorus, I believe it. You good. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, dog. Yeah, you, you touched a lot of people, man. And uh, yeah, man, I, your efforts were greatly appreciated and obviously proved to be very effective, man. And I'm sure the future is bright than a motherfucker. And, uh, you know, thanks for being on the, on this episode. Thanks for being the, in the conversation, official political correspondent out there. I uh, appreciate thanks that. Can I put that on the resume? This way, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Abs- oh, yeah, absolutely. Please do. Please do. Yeah, thank you for that ad buy. It was uh, greatly appreciated. No, nah, man, you guys, uh, you guys are impacting but, the culture. Y'all pe- keeping people in the conversation. It's a, uh, like I said, I've, I've, I've been a fan for years, but. I mean, you guys have some of the best conversations on on, on the interwebs out there. So, 
Oh, that's, that's only right. We appreciate right. that, man. Thank you very much. Right, no Ali, you got anything to say important before we get out of here? Oh, man, I'd like to thank Cam for being here. Thanks for the work you put in. Of course, like we just said, thanks for the ad. You know what I'm saying? Help support these uh, shows that we, we put out. You know what I'm saying? For the people who come here every week and thank them for keeping the conversation alive because without them, who are we talking to? Tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.